everybody try to be a little quiet? your attention please could we have your attention could we have your attention please welcome 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 to Penn tonight for our annual publisher citation awarding and ceremonies. I'm Karen Kennerly, Executive Director of Penn, but I want to turn it over right now to Bernard Malamud, our President. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, will you come a little bit closer? I want to kill the hubbub in the rear, if possible. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to preside for Penn tonight. Farrah, Strauss, and Giroux are my publishers. They were selected for the 1981 uh, citation by a committee made up of Sarah Blackburn, Joan Crawl, and Edmund Keeley. I'm grateful to them for choosing my publishers for this honor during my administration at Penn. It's almost like presenting an award for heroism to one's own family. I regret that John Farah isn't here. It was he and Roger, basically, who founded the company in 1946. And John was for several years a devoted, active president of Penn. He was the one who proposed me for membership, and I'm sorry he's not here to share the honor and pleasure of the citation. I've been with Farah Strauss uh, for uh, 25 years. They are the publishers of every one of my books. Originally, The Natural was in the hands of Harcourt Brayson Company, but they let it go, and Farrah Strauss picked it up and reprinted it. Robert Giroux is my editor at Harcourt Brace and has been my one and only editor at uh, Farrah Strauss and Giroux. I met Roger Strauss in 1957 after The Assistant was published. That had been turned down by Harcourt Brace after Bob had left and by Pat Covici at Viking. I was a rejected writer, and Roger Strauss and Robert Giroux disrejected me. <laughs> Susan Sontag and Paul Horgan, uh, or someone standing in for Paul, uh, in this case, Don Barthelme, will be speaking of their own relationship to Farrah Strauss and Giroux. And we have a short uh, uh, letter from Isaac Singer. So I'm going to limit myself to a few words concerning what I think both these gentlemen being honored tonight contribute to this unusually good publishing house. 
even if they are both often complementary to each other and their achievements overlap. And obviously, these two fine publishers are not the single source of the firm's excellence. Editors like Michael DiCapua, Nancy Micellis, Pat Strawn, David Reef, and Nancy Miller, and in the past, people like Henry Robbins and Aaron Asher, in their own manner and taste, have influenced the list and, of course, the quality of the house. Robert Giroux is like a magnet tree. You set him down in his little office and he draws good writers from all sources. He came practically alone to FSG and within a short time he had enticed T.S. Eliot, Robert Lowell, Flannery O'Connor, Elizabeth Bishop, Paul Horgan, Susan Sontag, Gene Stafford, and writers of similar stature. At Harcourt, he had edited Randall Jarrell, Hannah Arendt, and Eudora Welty. They came like golden apples and sat in his tree. His taste is invaluable. He is, in gener he is generous with time, hospitality, eventually friendship. He esteems the writers he edits. They enjoy working with him because he knows what's, what he's doing and keeps his suggestions to precious few. Now, he has entered the ranks of authors. Uh, in the spring, Athenaeum will publish Giroux's The Book Known as Q, a consideration of Shakespeare's sonnets. If Robert, uh, uh, Giroux represents good taste, Roger Stra Strauss knows what to do with it. He has his own integrity in defense of literature. <laughs> he thinks you can publish good books and still make a living. He is against blockbusters, conglomerates, contaminated book awards. He can be enormously enthusiastic when he has something good to sell, not merely something to sell. In good times or bad, he keeps the place going. He's an imaginative publisher. If one thing isn't working, he contemplates another. He doesn't kid himself about the present state of publishing. He hires good people, even if some of them leave him later. He has a flair for publicity and shares the public eye with his writers and their books. In a valuable way, he and his wife Dorothea are hospitable to writers and people in the trade. Many good writers are their friends. In their house on 70th Street or their house on Union Square West, I enjoy meeting writers like Walker Percy, I.B. Singer, Susan Sontag, Phil Roth, and my pen pal, Donald Barthelme. Good writers make good books. We like the company. Uh, Paul Hogan was asked to read, and unfortunately he can't be here, so I'm asking Don Barthelme to read uh, from the uh, manuscript that uh, Paul um, sent us. Um, may I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, ask those of you who are in the rear kindly to um, quiet down just a little. It's a little hard to uh, fight the noise. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be able to read uh, what Paul Horgan, uh, a longtime uh, 
associate of, of Bob Giroux has written about uh, Bob and about the firm. Mr. Horgan writes, a publisher is a person who, who cannot imagine a world without a book. If books did not exist, he would be obliged to invent them. Sometimes in the more worldly flow of the book business, he may seem actually to do so, according to certain specifications. But in a sense, perhaps not often peculiar to the world of producing and selling a product, the good publisher has a feeling for the product, for the very idea of the product, akin to love. The best conditions which I have scattered before you are met so ideally by Roger Strauss and Robert Giroux that we are glad to understand and applaud why American Pen has called us together today to do them honor. Since in union there is strength, we may say that this two-man team brings together an ideal combination of complementary and harmonious powers. Roger Strauss is the most affirmative man I know. When he believes in something, he serves it with all the formidable energy he commands. Let me break down that energy into its leading components. I would place first his absolute respect for decent human relations. This indispensable trait of the civilized man is evident in his dealings with his staff, his authors, his friends. It is surely the highest form of sophistication. We may cite next the extraordinary speed and relevance of his thought. We may emphasize his genius for candor, his willingness to go public with it when professional, ethical, or political interest and necessity dictate. He is often called upon to be the spokesman of the publishing world, and when he gives voice, he is certain to be heard with uncommon attention. Finally, we may identify Roger Strauss as the absolute metropolitan man, the prince in his city. His whole style and heritage proclaim the justice of this, alike in matters of business, of society, of friendship, and hospitality. It is inconceivable that he belongs anywhere but New York. This free-moving, striking figure with a zest for being a citizen of New York, of the United States, and of the world of international publishing. So back to books. Books command his professional and intellectual life and constitute the link with his brilliant partner, Robert Giroux. For he once characterized Robert Giroux publicly as the best editor in the business. Anyone whose work has been guided by Robert Giroux will agree with that assessment and will uh, comfortably see him as the professional heir to such legendary editors as Maxwell Perkins, Eugene Saxton, and Sax Cummins. It is a great line of American cultural history in which to have a secure place. Put the qualities and energies of these two editor-publishers together and you have a hint of the reason why, along with the talents of their late partner, John Farrar, the house of Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux has its great position as an independent firm amidst the corporate giants who do not in every case weigh in with quality as their first reason for being. And you are not astonished when many an author lodged elsewhere looks longingly toward Union Square and even declares that he wishes there were some way for him to be based there on the fifth floor of number 19 West. In a joyful postscript, I want to add that by a happy coincidence, today is the birthday of Robert Giroux, and let us all wish him many happy returns of the day. May I present Susan Sontag. Like uh, Bernard Malamud, I uh, 
I can say that all of my books have been published by Farrah Strauss and Giroux. Uh, I think as, uh, in the competition for who is the greatest Farrah Strauss and Giroux virgin, however, I can beat Byrne because I wasn't even rejected by another publisher. I had the good sense to take my first book to Farrah Strauss first. Uh, I had a list of ten publishers. I hoped that I would be accepted by number eight or nine on the list. I must say I wasn't very optimistic uh, that I would luck out. Uh, but in fact, it was Farrah Strauss uh, that was first on my list when I finished my first novel, The Benefactor, and I took it down uh, uh, to the, um, uh, those wonderful shabby offices on oh. Union Square West and left it with in a, it was in a Sphinx box, because those were the good old days when your Sphinx typing paper came in a box and not in a paper wrapper. And I, I left it at the desk with a note to the fiction editor. I was rather naive in those days. I thought that uh, there was one fiction editor per uh, publishing house. Uh, and uh, it, I was lucky uh, once again in that indeed it made its way to the fiction editor. Uh, namely uh, Robert Giroux, and I was called a few weeks later and offered an option, uh, and I've been there uh, ever since and uh, never thought of being anywhere else. So I am uh, the most uh, partisan of witnesses uh, to how good they are and uh, what, an, what an estimable enterprise Farrah, Strauss, and Giroux is. From my very special situation, it seems to me as if one can have um, one of two relationships to one's publisher. That is to say, an adversarial relationship or a privileged relationship. There doesn't seem to be uh, anything in between. And I count myself very lucky as a writer, that is to say, f uh, for whatever makes it possible, for me, uh, and, and, and freeze what energies I have to write, that my uh, relationship with my publisher is not an adversarial one. After all these years, I uh, never stop being grateful for this because, as a friend uh, just said to me a few moments ago, and I said, may I, may I quote you? Uh, it was William Phillips who's sitting here. He said, well, after all, uh, there are fewer good publishers than good writers. <laughs> that certainly uh, seems to be the case. So although one always hears about how publishers find writers, uh, in fact it's we writers who are looking for the ideal uh, combination of advantages and disadvantages uh, that will help us uh, to pay the rent, uh, live a little more comfortably, uh, and above all have uh, have the energy uh, and the peace of mind or the serenity or the right balance of emotions uh, to be able to go on with what we want to do. This may seem like modest praise, uh, uh, small praise. To me, it is absolutely the, the, the greatest praise. Uh, I could uh, speak at length about the civilized art of non-interference. Uh, that is practiced at uh, Farrah Strauss and Giroux, for which I am uh, extremely grateful. They do not write your books for you at Farrah Strauss and Giroux. They, they uh, make you feel uh, that they like what you do uh, and that they will keep you indefinitely, that they will keep your books in print, uh, and that they won't do you any damage. They may not pay you uh, the biggest advances. Uh, they may not advertise your books as much as you would like. 
but they make you feel that you are in a civilized relationship that doesn't uh, tear you apart uh, and, and makes you feel that the relationship uh, to the greater world mediated by the publisher of, 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 uh, of that the writer has is a civilized relationship. And as I say, it's, a, it's an art of benevolence. Uh, uh, there are all sorts of uh, demonstrations of, of loyalty and fondness uh, and um, attentiveness that are practiced uh, by the house. And as I say, this seemingly uh, uh, circumscribed, uh, um, in some ways even passive generosity is to me the, the most uh, powerful and effective form of help that publisher can give to a writer who is devoted to literature. Obviously, I speak uh, of that kind of writer and not of the many others who also flourish. Gertrude Stein said, uh, when asked why she lived in Paris, she didn't say um, how beautiful Paris was. She didn't talk about all the wonderful people she met there. She said, the wonderful thing about Paris is not what it gives you, but that it doesn't take anything away. Uh, and I think that that's true about uh, Farrah Strauss and Giroux. It gives you all kinds of things, but most important of all, it doesn't take anything away. It is indeed a very civilized place, and I am very, very proud and happy uh, to be published by Bob Giroux and Roger Strauss. And I want to uh, send my love and my birthday wishes to Bob Giroux, and love, as always, to Dorothea and Roger. Isaac Bashevis Singer uh, sent us a letter, and I'm going uh, to ask uh, Bob Lasher to uh, read it. Mr. Singer once described his relationship with uh, Farrah Strauss and Giroux as an ideal of reciprocity. He felt that the publisher was perhaps privileged to publish him, but he felt enormously privileged to be published by Roger Strauss and Bob Giroux in a relationship that has endured over several decades. He sent me a little note that he asked me to read tonight to you. I know little about the business of publishing, but I'm glad to be connected with a publisher and an editor who managed to exercise the literary books of our time. Roger Strauss has found in the person of Robert Giroux an editor who was never misled by politics, by the list of cheap bestsellers, or by the futile machinations of the word jugglers. The results of this friendship and trust have borne a number of enduring works of fiction and nonfiction. While many publishers in the United States and the world have decided that readers want vulgarity and ornate kitsch, there are still publishers and editors like Messieurs Strauss and Giroux who believe in genuine talent and the good taste of readers. I hope that Farrer, Strauss, and Giroux will remain what it has been for a long time, an independent home for artistic achievement, especially for fiction that informs the reader 
and entertains his spirit. Isaac Busheva Singer. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it gives me very great pleasure to present to two fine publishers and two friends the Penn Fifth Annual Citation for Very Good Publishing. Thank you very, very much. I am deeply honored by this award, and I want to express my special pleasure at receiving it from the Penn Club. Some of you may be as surprised as I am that I once served as the treasurer of Penn for a few years in the 1950s when John Farrow was president. <clears throat> and it means something very special to me that this award comes during the presidency of my dear friend Bernard Malamud, with whom I've been associated on every book he has written. I receive this award not for myself alone, but for a host of people, living and dead. A publishing house can exist only with the help of many persons and many talents. First, there is my closest associate and colleague, the founder, Roger Williams Strauss, the man who started the firm, who made it all possible. It was nine years old when I joined it, and it's hard to believe that we're now 35, the prime of F FSG. I accept <clears throat> in the names of John Farah, Harold Vassell, Stanley Young, John Peck, Margaret Nicholson, Sheila Cudahy, and all the people, too numerous to name, who contributed so much to our, to our making, those who are here today and those who are not here. I must even go back to Donald Brace and Frank Morley, who taught me what book publishing is, and to two idols of my early days, Alfred Knopf and Ben Hoops. I never lost my awe of Ben as the man who published the first edition, and in New York, too, of James Joyce's A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. <clears throat> Leonardo da Vinci had a marvelous definition of painting as cosa mentale, something in the mind. It defines all the arts something in the mind that must be transferred to the page, the canvas, the score, or whatever the art form is. I also take it as a definition of publishing, too. Something in the mind, an ideal that one tries to realize and that must be sustained. With the help of this award and with that of our authors and all our associates at FSG, we'll keep trying. Thank you very much.
It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. I, too, must trace one route and pen. During John Farrer's presidency, I did serve as vice president for a brief time and see here happily several friends who I was worked with at the pen at that time. Bob has said what should be said and needs to be said about a publishing house that is as old as we are, and we hope perhaps young enough still to go ahead. And I join him in thanking those, those authors primarily, those editors and associates that we have worked with all of these years. Actually, when John Farrer and I started in 1946, just as World War II ended, and I was trying to figure out how this was all going to be put together. I went wearing a blue suit, slightly different blue suit at that time, uh, with Bob at the old Ritz Bar, as I remember it, and said to him, I'm starting a publishing house. How about coming in with me? And Bob said, that's a lovely idea, but I don't see how I can, because I'm committed to going back, now that I get my blue suit off, uh, to Harcourt Brace and Company. And I said, well, the invitation, I think, holds. Eight or nine years later, as it was, rumor had it that he might be interested in talking to me again. So we had our conversation, and we came together, and that is how the association began. In these times of dog-eat-dog, I think it's also interesting to know that at that time, Bob Giroux did not at once suggest or write in any way to the authors that followed him. I remember counting that over the first few years, 17 authors made their way in our direction, many of which we still publish, as you know, from what several people have said. This, I think, is a triumphant following that I few, think few editors have ever achieved or could achieve again. I would like to say one other thing. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, as some man once said. The winds of publicity blow hot, they blow cold, for all kinds of different reasons. This particular award at this time is very fulfilling. This year we published two first novels that have been well received. One was called Housekeeping, and the author I'm glad to say is here. One was called Cleaning House. In the last three months, Farrah Strauss and Giroux has been doing a lot of cleaning house and a lot of housekeeping. And I promise all of you who are interested in the future of Farrah Strauss and Giroux, the authors that we work with, the editors that we work together with and so forth, that we go on as we have before, publishing those books that we wish to publish, not publishing those books that we don't wish to publish. And I hope that many of you who are here will be with us again in a decade or so to come in the 80s. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the parties of uh, eat, drink, and be merry.